In today's show, we look ahead to Saturday's action in the NBA, the streaming options, the injury updates, all of it. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, I did a show earlier um, breaking down the Kyrie Irving trade request news. Shams' latest report said demand. I don't want to use trade demand, but apparently it's a trade demand. And then interestingly on, on that, we'll get into the pregames or the preview stuff in a second. Um, at the end of that little video that Shams put out, he said, yeah, whether it is at the trade deadline or in the offseason, Kyrie won't be a member of the Brooklyn Nets. So again, there's the trade request demand, but it's just basically like he's not going to be with his team. So it's not a guarantee that this is happening, as we all know or as we all should know, and just always finding those little bit of words that get chucked into random parts where Sham says, yeah, whether it's a trade deadline or in the offseason, that Kyrie will not be a part of the Brooklyn Nets. So just be aware of that. Be aware of that part of it. Anyway, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> First game is your Brooklyn Nets. They are hosting the Washington Wizards. Um, it is a back-to-back for Washington. We're going to get some big information on them on, on Friday about the Gafford-Avdia situation, about the right and none and Kispert and all that sort of stuff. We know that Gafford's starting and Kispert's coming off the bench in that game. So we'll see what happens on Sun uh, on Sun, Saturday. Sorry For that one, on the net side of things, Kyrie is not listed on the injury report. There is no expectation that he will sit out waiting for this trade. That's not what we expect. What we do know is that Ben Simmons is questionable, Tony Warren is questionable, and Kevin Durant is out. We've seen really interesting performances from Cam Thomas the last couple of games. We've seen big minutes from Dayron Sharp. Also, both of those games have been blowouts, a blowout win and a blowout loss. So does that any of that make sense? Has Seth Curry been bad enough for us to not care? I don't know. I We obviously do want to watch Kyrie to see whether anything develops, whether he is A, traded, sits out, or what he does in this game. I also want to watch Seth Curry like because the last games were bad, 22 and 25 minutes. But again, those margins were gigantic. Are they going to limit him? Is he worth streaming? I think he is worth streaming against the Wizards, but we don't know. I would much rather stream him than Cam Thomas, but there's still him and O'Neal and Harris and Thomas and Mills and all these random players. There's no one that I really want to latch onto as a 12-team league guy. Lakers-Pelicans, one of the teams, the Lakers involved, apparently, in the Kyrie Irving situation. The Lakers are one-point favorites here. We know that Zion, uh, Zion Williamson will be out. If I can find his sound. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. Dyson Daniels will be out as well. Austin Reeves is also listed out. We thought he might return. Of course, they listed LeBron James as questionable with that ankle issue. And Anthony Davis is probable with his foot injury. On the Lakers, 
I'm going to give up watching Rui Hachimura, but I am going to watch him in this game. Just more for his points league value. I'm well aware of what his category league value is, and it's not 12-team. It's 14, maybe 6. It's probably actually 16-team league value. That is who Rui Hachimura is. And we've seen that many, many times. I also want to see Russell Westbrook. Price of the brick going up. Because honestly, in category leagues, he's turning into a droppable player. I don't know that he's quite there yet, and we just would we'll hold until we see what happens at the deadline. But low minutes, shocking percentages it's turning into a situation where I don't think we want to hold him. Not yet there. Not yet there. For the Pelicans, I do want to watch the Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall situation. Murphy is really sort of just a fringy guy. The minutes have been really strong for him, even though Ingram's back. He's played 30 in three straight games here, Trey. It hasn't necessarily resulted in gigantic performances. I think he probably is fine in a 12-team league. I would definitely have him over Najee. But him versus Herb Jones is going to depend on whether you want points in threes or whether you want steals, because that's what those guys do. Larry Nance's minutes have been really strong. He's played 20-plus in eight consecutive games. He's played more than Valanchunas in each of the last four games, and that's without Zion. I think he is worth an add, although there is going to be inconsistency, and it is going to be for very specific teams, but we're always wanting to just pay attention a little bit to the role that Larry Nance is in and the production, um, whether that can remain consistent. We hope it can, but we don't know. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with, and that's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. As a hire, as someone who previously did hiring, you know, having this sort of technology to filter down and save me time to get the right people in would have been amazing but I didn't have it, but you do now. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The next game, both teams are on a back-to-back. So we'll see what happens. The Suns and the Pistons both on a back-to-back. Cameron Johnson is sitting out the Friday game, so he'll probably be back. He'll probably be back playing on Saturday. Watching his minutes is going to be really important. Corey Joseph's going to miss Friday. I don't actually care whether he's in or out. And then we know Shamit will be out, Booker will be out, Cameron Payne will be out, and Marvin Bagley will be out. This is a lot of the same stuff, but we'll get more information on that on Friday. More so for Detroit than Phoenix because, you know, Cam Johnson will be out. Um, I do obviously really want to watch Johnson uh, on Saturday. I want to watch Hayes. I want to watch Burks. I want to watch Stewart. And I want to watch Duran. And I want to watch Bay. There's a lot of things to watch in Detroit, basically every game, which sucks because they're terrible to watch. The Clippers and the Knicks. No spread out at the moment. Johnny Wall will be out. Mitchie Robinson will be out. While uh, the burner, Jalen Brunson, is listed questionable with that illness that cost him Thursday's game. So we need to pay attention to that. If he is out, quickly is the guy that steps into that role and Ivan Fournier becomes a deeper league streamer. On the Clippers, I do want to watch how the minutes look for Norman Powell. We know what he does, but it's unpredictable, right? He had 33 and 31 minutes the last two games, and then the three prior to that, 16, 24, 21. If the shot falls, the minutes go big, and he's very hit or miss because he doesn't do anything else, and he never does anything else. We know this. We always want to watch the minutes and the role. Same with Marcus Morris, who came back from four games missed with a rib contusion and played 32 minutes and was pretty good. But prior to that, he hadn't been good. He hadn't been a 12-team league player. These guys have got solid enough roles, Powell and Morris, 
But is it reliable enough? Is the upside high enough? I'd say the answer to both of those things is no, making them good stream guys, but not must roster. And on the Knicks, two games in a row, Isaiah Hartenstein has played more minutes than Jericho Sims. Of course, he's still coming off the bench, and I'm not ready to say that Sims is cooked as a starter. I don't, again, I don't think Sims should be starting. It makes no sense to me. And I think Hartenstein should get those minutes every game. But I'm not ready to say that Thibodeau has moved on from Sims fully. We do want to watch Hartenstein and his playing time. He is worth a grab with a back-to-back. I actually don't mind holding on to Sims with a weekend back-to-back here for the Knicks either. And we also do want to watch Emmanuel quickly. With Brunson in some doubt that quickly has got real good value. The back-to-back gives him good value. The role gives him value. The increased role gives him value. We like all of that stuff there for Emmanuel quickly. The Blazers is a back-to-back for Portland. They're taking on the Chicago Bulls. Jeremy Grant has cleared the concussion allegations. He's ready to go and play on Friday. But what we do know is that Yusuf Nurkic is out until at least the All-Star break. So you saw it on the thumbnail of this video. Drew Eubanks is the guy that we add. We added him as soon as Nurkic went down. And now we've got some security in his role. Now, is Eubanks going to be a a 30-minute-a-night player? I don't really have full trust in that. Um, We've seen Trendon Watford get some of that playing time. So we will uh, we'll get more data of this on Friday, obviously, but Trenton Watford can get some of that playing time, and that is going to have an impact on the value that Eubanks brings. I think Drew Eubanks is a 12-team league ad, but what he is is a rebounds guy. He's a blocks guy, a very good blocks guy. He can get some um, good field goal percentage, but what you do have to remember that we saw him put up big numbers at the end of last season with no Lillard, with no Simons, with no Nurkic, and Jeremy Grant wasn't on the team. And that's just not the situation this time. So he's not going to get good usage. He'll be a good blocks player, and it's going to help for a lot of people. He should be added by somebody. It might not be you, but he should be added by somebody. Winslow will be out as well. Lamella Bull and Javante Green will be out. Um, For the Bulls, um, or Gary Payton's actually listed out with an illness for the Blazers Friday, so he might be out on Saturday too. Pat Williams, after spraining his ankle, he said he was fine, but of course he lied. He is listed as questionable, while Vooch is listed probable with a quad issue. He got kneed in the quad towards the end of that game. And Alex Caruso, who strained his foot, but he's questionable. I'm very surprised if Caruso plays, but it looks like he might. At least he's got a chance of playing. So a lot of injury situations there. Williams, Vooch, and Caruso. Now, Vooch is out. If Williams is out, then Drummond is a great add, and Derek Jones becomes an option as well. I'd much rather add Drummond over Jones. But Drummond's value is going to be tied to Vooch, and it doesn't look like Vooch will miss. If Williams is out, they're going to have to start Derek Jones, and that would mean, at least for defensive stats, he becomes a streamer. If Caruso is out, we lean into DeSumo and White as stream options. I probably like White's upside a little bit more, um, but DeSumo can be more solid, and he'll get more minutes. So we do want to watch DeSumo because he played really, really strong offensively last game, shot 90%. That's never going to happen again. Of course, he had zero rebounds and zero assists, which is also something that's probably never going to happen again. And if Caruso is out, we'll expect 35 minutes for him, which does make him a viable stream. Now, the upside is really low on him, but it does make him a viable stream there. And as I said, we want to watch Derek Jones because if Williams is out, he's going to have to start. They have no fours or no threes on this team. They, they don't. Like You could say, yeah, they might play DeRozan at the four, but... When they just play, they start White next to Levine and Dasumu. Do they start Dalen Terry and give him minutes? They might have to give him minutes if these guys are out. It's something that we, there could be some real weird stuff going on, I think, in this game for the Chicago Bulls. Rockets Thunder, back to back for Houston here. Um, Kevin Porter will be out for Houston, but Jalen Green should return. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing. Tate is playing Friday, 
but he sat out their last back-to-back, so I'd expect a potential rest for him on Saturday. Jabari Smith is questionable on Friday. He was off the injury report, and then he was back on it, and he's still questionable. So we've got to think that his status is somewhat in doubt for Saturday. Um, and then on the Thunder side of things, Pokyshevsky will be out. Um, Robinson Earl is in the G League, and Lou Dort is likely to be out there as well. On the Rocket side of things, obviously Tari Eason we want to watch, especially if Smith is out, and just how they continue to use him. Does Eric Gordon play in this one? What do they do with Dacian Nix, who's been playing inexplicable minutes the last three games? Josh Christopher, how does that all run through? But the, the more important ones are going to be Eason and KJ Martin. On the Thunder side of things, last time against Houston, they started Isaiah Joe and then benched him in the second half for Aaron Wiggins. So we want to watch Joe. We want to watch Mann, who actually popped off last game because we know that there is opportunities for big numbers against the Rockets team who's terrible on defense and is on a back-to-back. So both of those guys have some interesting appeal, Isaiah Joe and Trey Mann, but you can throw Aaron Wiggins into that mix as well, as well as the rotating nonsense at center. Heat and Bucks. The Bucks are five-point favorites in this game. Oladipo is questionable. Um, Duncan Robinson's out, Orlando Robinson's out, Bobby Portis is out, Jovic is out, Yurtseven is out as well. They went with Haslam as the backup center over Deadman last game. So that is um, an indictment, obviously, but it is something that we need to pay uh, a level of attention to in terms of this team. And when Yurtseven comes back, I think he will get that um, that roll back off Haslam, because again, I don't think we should be trusting he does Haslam to do anything. What we want to watch on the Heat side of things is um, Kyle Lowry. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. He's been dreadful. I think he's probably a drop. If you've got him, you're holding through this game, but it's not looking good for him. So watching his aggression, usage, free throw attempt rate, minutes, fourth quarter minutes is really important. If Oladipo is out, I'm interested in streaming Max Struess. That worked out for him last game, and we'll see what his role is if Oladipo does play. On the Bucks, can we get Chris Middleton A to start or B to play 25 minutes? I, I think he looks really good, but they're going so slow. 15, 15, 15, 18, 20, 20, the minutes. They're going so slow. Can we get to 22, 23? When does he switch over and start? I've been, I, I think every game, he's looked pretty good. And that's massively encouraging. Also, the opposite is happening with Brook Lopez. He is dropping off. He's not a drop in any fantasy league, but his production is falling away and some of the earlier stuff that he was doing is coming back to earth. So we do need to pay attention to that. The next game we take a look at is the uh, Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors. No spread at this point. Doncic is out. Christian Wood is out. Maxi Kleber is out. And Davis Bertans is out. Yikes. And Spencer Dinwiddie's on the injury report. So there could be some wild stuff. If Dinwiddie misses, then we are really going in on Hardaway. We're probably going in on... Uh, we're definitely going in on Finney Smith. Um, Josh Green gets an option. Does Jaden Hardy? Well, Jaden Hardy will have to do something. And if Dinwiddie's out, Jaden Hardy becomes a really good stream, actually. What we want to watch is Josh Green, who is going to get minutes, and he's probably going to start. But will he do enough to make it useful? Last time Doncic was out, he played 38 minutes. As a steel streamer, yes. As a 14-team league overall streamer, probably. As a 12-teamer, borderline. I'd be more interested in watching to see if Dinwiddie's out than I would stream Jaden Hardy over Josh Green. I think he's just got more permanent upside than what Green does. And Tim Hardaway, who was horrendous last game, but there's every opportunity for him to take a million shots. Now, if you're fine in a punt field goal situation, go for it. Otherwise, be careful. Also, watch Dorian Finney-Smith. For the Warriors last game, Draymond was a, a, a late scratch. We don't know whether he's going to be okay. We expect that Clay returns. And what does this mean for DiVincenzo's minutes? Who, despite Clay and... Um, Green being out last game, he didn't crack 30 minutes, which was very surprising. 
I thought that was a great opportunity to use DiVincenzo, but it didn't pan out. Pan out. He's more of a fringe 12-team league player. And Kaminga will be someone to stream if Draymond is out. And if Draymond is in, we go back ahead and drop John Kaminga. But we want to see and get some information there on Draymond's injury. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On, and that is um, the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And that's for the old Super Bowl, where the Eagles remain one-and-a-half-point favorites. What other little interesting um, specials do they have here? Punt or kick return touchdown. Yeah, any player to return a punt or kickoff for a touchdown, plus 1,200. Yeah, I don't know they'll get that done. What about offensive linemen scoring a receiving touchdown, plus 3,500? Miles Sanders to score the Eagles' first and second touchdown, plus 3,500. It's all over there on a on FanDuel and their sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The Hawks and the Nuggets is the next game that we're going to take uh, take a look at here. I believe that's the last game of the day. It is. The Hawks are on a back-to-back we know that Jack White and Colin Gillespie are out. But interestingly, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic, is on the injury report with that hamstring again. And Aaron Gordon is questionable with the ankle injury. Now, this is the first of a back-to-back for the Nuggets. So are they being cautious with Jokic and his hamstring? Well, he's got a real problem with his hamstring. He's missed three out of the last seven games with the hamstring problem. And we might get him missing another one here. So again, when, we all, when people always want to look at things, man, I'm taking Jokic because he never gets hurt, nobody is Wolverine. I'm not saying that he's having significant injury problems, but nobody is Wolverine. So when the next guy, Jason Tatum, when everyone's going, man, he just plays through everything, Anthony Edwards, they will get hurt. Knock on wood, it's not this year or anytime soon, but you can't avoid this. It's impossible. Um, I want to watch Bruce Brown because last game was pretty strong for him, but it probably needs one of Jokic or Gordon to be out because the two games prior to that were pretty poor. Brown is a hold. But I understand the frustration, in, especially in a points league. And I want to watch the five-minute man, Bones Highland, who's now the zero-minute man. He's out of the rotation. Does that mean he's getting traded? Or does it mean that Mike Malone hates him and that's why he wants to get traded? I think it's more of the latter, to be honest. I don't think that... You know, we see players get traded all the time. They don't get taken out of the rotation so they can get traded. That's not how any of this stuff works. So him being out of the rotation is not to preserve the integrity of Bones Highland for the next team. The reason that he wants to get traded or they're considering trading is Malone's like, I'm done with this bloke. Like He's not providing me value. Give me someone else. He's a very interesting player that if he found 30 minutes a night, he would be a great fantasy option. Or if you found 27 minutes a night, he'd be a solid fantasy option. I'm just not really sure if that or where that's going to happen. Maybe it happens somewhere. But of course, we want to watch that and react if it does happen. So I do want to watch Bones Highland here to see whether A, he plays minutes, and then B, who replaces him. It's likely going to be Christian Brown. In terms of streaming the weekend back-to-back, we've got three teams with that combination there. You've got um, the Knicks, you've got the um, Nuggets, and you've got the Pelicans. So we're looking at streaming guys like Isaiah Hartenstein, Trey Murphy, Quentin Grimes. This briefcase and this haircut. Larry Nance, Emmanuel Quickly, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, even Jericho Sims. 
You just made the list. Remember, even if Sims plays 20 minutes, that's 40 minutes one waiver ad. It's not bad. And then Bruce Brown with the back-to-back -back as well. If we're streaming just for Saturday, Drew Eubanks got to be at the top of the list. We've got to go and grab him, I think. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein, a solid enough grab. Although, again, my confidence in it is very low. Uh, Larry Nance, Royce O'Neal, Delon Wright. You'll notice a lot of those guys, there's no high scorers there. It's about filling up your other categories. If you want scoring, you're looking down here at Alec Burks and Seth Curry. Dan Gafford's available too. Well, I don't know what they're going to do, how the minutes are going to look, but I'd definitely be interested in streaming him in. For deep leagues, these guys are all available in 90% plus. Isaiah Joe, Joshy Green, great ad for deeper leagues. Kenrich Williams, 14-teamers. Wigo, Aaron Wiggins, 16-teamer. Caleb Martin, 14. Jericho Sims, 14 at least. Um, Dwight Powell, as I said, Sims might even be a 12-teamer, but probably more 14. Um, Dwight Powell and Pat Beverly, some real deep league appeal here. For points leagues, these guys are all available in 40% plus of leagues. Jalen Williams, the Bronco. Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quickly, KJ Martin, Dan Gafford. Drew Eubanks, Denny Avdia. And Isaiah Hartenstein, if I've available in category leagues, we're obviously streaming him in as well. And if we look at the next four days, they're all low-volume days again. So we've got streaming ability every day. Who are the guys that I don't think should be sitting on the waiver wire just for this at least short-term period? You've got Kyle Anderson, um, Drew Eubanks, Jalen Williams, the Bronco, Isaiah Hartenstein, Trey Murphy, and Jaden McDaniels. We're solid enough. Probably, probably top 100 value over this little short period of time. And then we get the value of someone like Royce O'Neal with three games in four nights and Larry Nance with three games in four nights where an ad of them makes sense. We've got a bunch of teams with three games in four nights though. We've got the Thunder. We've got the Bulls, the Nuggets, the Pelicans, the Knicks, and the Nets. So if you're adding someone, you've got the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You've got all of those teams. That's six teams with three games in four nights. Watch the back-to-back. You've got three teams with the sun Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. And you've got three teams with a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. -back. No one out of that group has a Sunday, Monday back-to-back, -back, though. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.